I am recording right now. Oh my god. This is episode 69 of the Legendary Frogcast. I am Joseph Blanchett. With me is Casey McDonald. Uh, oh, oh dear, 69? Yep, I know, I've been kind of dreading this one. Because what if someone makes an inappropriate joke? I'll be very careful about what I say. I mean, it's not my <laughs> fault. <laughs> there has to be a 69th of everything <laughs> at some point or another. <laughs> okay, so this podcast is going to be a little bit different. Usually we review a new game we're playing, um, or a movie, or uh, or like... Or we don't answer questions that were given to us on our, our Facebook page. Oh, we answer, we answer those. <laughs> Over the course of like three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, this one is kind of like our WoW podcast, where we just kind of give um, our impressions of how the game's pro- progressing. But... This is a little different because I want to talk about Diablo 3. Um, it's been about about four months since it was released. Uh, I have no idea. Three or four months. Maybe even more. A little bit more, I forget. But it seems like... Well, well first, Diablo 3, since we did our podcast, it's what, it sold like 7 million copies in its first week or something like that? Yeah, it was like one of the highest... It, it was the single highest... Like selling PC game opening of all time, basically. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just one of the highest. I think I think it was the highest. Like don't maybe quote the me on that. More, I don't know, but it, it was pretty darn high. It, it beat out uh, like um, a cataclysm in terms of sales the first week, and that was like the other highest. Yeah, yeah. So well, it, it sold a butt a butt ton of copies. A butt ton. Butt ton. Careful. Um, we're on the 69th episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um, it, it got pretty good reviews around around the board. Um, it, it wasn't kind of the universal like 10 out of 10 I was kind of expecting. Um, because it had the it has the Blizzard polish. It had its beautiful graphics, beautiful sound. But I think even when it was new, it felt like it's like this isn't quite well, we the Diablo for. we were expecting. Yeah. And, and like me, you, and Mark on our review podcast, we were pretty positive about the game, but um, we, we, we didn't really focus on, well, we, we mentioned them, but we didn't really talk about what we hated or didn't like about it that much or at all. Yeah. And um, I think expectations for Diablo 3 were higher than they had any right to be. Um, because... Diablo 2 was so good. It was part of so many people's childhood, basically, in, like, teenage years. Um, well, it was it was a very easy part. I mean, like, back then, I don't want to say, like, there weren't many video games back then, but it's kind of the truth. I mean, when it comes to RPG games that were like Diablo 2, Diablo 2 was, like, the pinnacle of what an RPG game could be. I mean, what are the games that were back there that were similar? I mean, you had a lot of... You had some dungeon crawlers, like Dungeons & Dragons, but... I'm it sure there was in. there was plenty, but Diablo three was like two. Diablo, sorry, Diablo two. <laughs> Diablo two was like you know the best you can get. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was the perfect mix of like, I mean, it had its problems, but they're more rele- they're more prevalent nowadays when you look back at it. The, what the problems actually were back then, the things I enjoyed most about it was you could just grab like your friends and go play it and it would always be random you know like it had a lot of really good replay value there was a lot of really rare items uh you know even back then i didn't kind of like how the bosses worked i mean they didn't really feel like bosses rather than just really powerful monsters Mm -hmm. but i mean you know it, it was 
it was a game where you could log on for you could play like a career or what i mean i, I don't know it, it's difficult to describe without talking making it sound like world of warcraft i guess but it uh yeah like back 12 just years really ago, the there just wasn't the selection of games yeah um to play even though there was a lot of pc rpgs because that was kind of what the pc did was like morrowind and all that um but the it's like people say they've been playing diablo 2 for 12 years and i go yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're telling me that you've been actively I'm sure there's some people but like you've been playing Diablo 2 you know pretty regularly for the past 12 years like you might like I see it if you're a fan of Diablo 2 you might go back to it every once in a while like every year to, yeah, yeah. to play it but um, and that's definitely longevity in, I'm in Diablo 2's case but what, what made it like that so people wanted to come back to it well, time and time I think, again. Some of it might have to do with, I mean, like there's a lot of nostalgia in it for me. I remember, like, being snowed in home from school and like you're getting on the internet. Back then, the internet was kind of a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're like dialing in and all that, and you know, or like you're getting on like the wireless. We, I think we had like satellite at my house and trying to like get it to work and like jiggling the antennas and everything. And you finally can log in Diablo through and. It comes up and you've got your character screen there, and you can go in, and it's like, oh man, George from down the streets playing too, and it was kind of a neat experience. It kind of came in on that wave, and on top of that, like I said, it was so replayable. Like you could go back and do any of the acts, and like you kind of knew how they were structured, but you know there was always just you know like it was just fun to run around and kill everything, and there was just a lot of neat stuff to find. You know, you didn't really know what it was going to be, and it was really, really, really hard. So there was a lot of sense of accomplishment when you were going through it too. So, I mean, that person who got to the to the maximum level and continued to play it to skip gear. When I was when I in Diablo two, I never even got to the maximum level. I'll be honest, I never ever did. Because this seems to be the number one complaint with Diablo three is you, it, um, at least at launch, um, you you meet you reach max level. You're presented with a super hard inferno difficulty, with very little sense of progression. Yeah, if if Diablo three has a problem, I'd say that's probably it. I, f I feel like I got to the end of the game too quickly. Hmm. Like I feel like if it was to live up to Diablo two standards, I should still be trying to get to level sixty right now. Like I'm sure I would have seen the whole game and saw like all the bosses and all that, but my character would not be max level yet because it was hard because it took longer it's like uh well with diablo i'd have to go back and play it again i would have to say that it probably took a lot longer i mean like back then the you know world of warcraft's kind of in the same boat where back then it was all about how much time you would spend online um i mean i don't, I don't know how it would take it nowadays because some of those things were just ridiculous you know so so since release they did add paragon levels which is basically many levels on top of your maximum level yeah. And that seems to be kind of what level 90, like 99 was in Diablo 2, kind of. Yeah. And uh, they've been that. adding just kind of things to make playing at maximum level more uh, more rewarding and uh, less repetitive, I guess. But the way I see it is um, I played through Diablo 3 two times, like normal and hell difficulty. I had very little desire to play anymore because it was just the same thing. Yeah. 
Um, Mid your oh sorry, like like normal was nice. It was it was pretty easy. It was nice and breezy. It was easy and breezy. Um, <laughs> was it also cheesy? It was, kinda, it was, it was a bit of wheezy. Cheesy in a couple parts, but you know it wasn't too difficult. Um, and then hell was like a nice a nice ramp up. So okay, this is more of the game I wanted to play. It's a little more difficult. But after that, I was like, well, I could play a nightmare mode, but. Like, why? Oh, like, why? <laughs> I'm yeah. not maximum level yet. Like, I'm just going to be doing the same thing over again. Well, me and you are kind of different players because, see, I, I'm, I'm kind of the reverse. Like, I, I would when I first started the game and I heard that Inferno Mode was a thing where the developers were playing the game, like a pseudo version of the game, and were cranking up the dials on, like, the mobs' health and, and, and um, their, their, like, damage and everything until they got to a point where they could not beat the game anymore. Like, it was just too hard. And they took that number, that whatever that percent was, and then doubled it and said, that's our Inferno difficulty. Let's give that to players and see how they handle it. Um, they didn't I was handle it very well. They didn't. Well, I mean, like, personally, like I said, we're kind of different players because I really wanted to see that. I was anxious to get through the game three times just to see how freaking impossible it was actually going to get. Um, I, I was not dissatisfied in that sense, but, I mean... I would have to say that it was probably way too hard. I mean, they've gone back and they've kind of fixed things since, but, I mean, this is a game where, at this point, I will go in and I'll be like, okay, I gotta go and I gotta I gotta farm uh, for gear, right? Like, I gotta go do, like, a, a run. So I'll go into, like, the public games and, like, I'll go back to do... Well, now I'm doing um, stuff in Act 2 because I've, I've cleared it, but, like, but for a long time I was just doing Act 1. Like, I just go and kill the, the king... The Skeleton King, or I do like a butcher run, and we'll just do one of those every single day. And I just keep finding new gear. Like I found like four or five legendaries, and we'll just sell them in the, in the auction house and make as much money as possible so that I could buy like this this new item that would just barely scrape me through to the next part where I could then farm that. And that's all it becomes. And that's if you know how to play your class perfectly. If like you know everything you're doing and and it's like to get to that point is really hard for the most people you hit that and it's just the biggest brick wall you've ever seen um and it requires a lot of time and dedication to get around and that's not something i think a lot of people want to do how is that different than diablo 2 well in diablo 2 the the content wasn't that hard like you get a lot of friends with you and go kill stuff but it, it seemed to be more about the farming i think i mean there was stuff that was really impossible but i mean you could kind of know when it was coming. I mean, there's nothing worse than being in Diablo 3 and, and going along and encountering a pack of elite mobs, and they just wipe the floor with you, and you're just like, oh, damn, I gotta... You, you know, you res back, and you run back over there, and then uh, they've healed back to full by the time you get back because you've been gone for so long, and they just instantly kill you again, you know, and you, you could do this for hours, and you'll never get by. So was, was Diablo 2's endgame kind of like in Warcraft when you have a, a dungeon on farm, and you're just kind of breezing through it? Yeah, like, the hard stuff, you knew when the hard stuff was coming. There'd be a boss, and, oh, this is the boss, like, this is, um, I, I can't think of his name anymore, but the skeleton guy in the sewer is like, I know what's coming here, you know, like, once you saw the mobs, oh, here he is, and you kind of knew you were in for a challenge. With Diablo 3, it's completely random, and it can get disheartening, because then you gotta, like, I mean, they've, they've kind of toned it down a bit now, but... And the bosses gotta... are actually the easier part, from what I hear, because they're just, like, patterns and stuff. Yeah, because, well, you know, in Diablo 3, you got to, like, leave the game and come back so you can get a different random set of mobs sometimes. And like I said, they toned it down a little bit now, but, I mean, good grief, that was it was a bit much. It was a bit much. 
So that's not what these Diablo 2 bets were expecting, I guess. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it. A lot of people said the game was kind of a disappointment, actually. Well, see, just me playing through the game normally, like, $60 is a lot of money, and I, and I kind of felt like, well, I guess that's it. Um, like, I'm glad I got the annual, annual annual pass with this, so I didn't have to, like, pay full price for it, because I might have been a little disappointed with it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but well, it, it was it was really polished. It was fun. Um, what was that? Oh, since so here's here's some other notes. I just thought of these. I mean, like if we're not if we're not thinking about the perspective of like a hardcore gamer, because sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not correct. Like you know, I'm, I can't read their minds. But here's some things that are definite problems with Diablo Three. Uh, one, it's not nearly as random as it should be. Uh, the environments are pretty much the same every time you go through them. Uh, the second one is also that um, the environments were pretty much the same as Diablo 2. It's like, oh, here's the monastery again. Here's the desert again. Here's the, you know, like, you kind of, you know, here's Mount Ariat again. You just kind of, it was like a rehash of Diablo 2. Like, it just felt like it was, it was, it was like the Twilight Princess of the Diablo <laughs> franchise. Thank <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's some other points before I forget them. <laughs> um,. I think the auction house is the biggest mark against that game. Like, you think so? Biggest strike. Yeah, um, just from a, a gameplay po- point of view. Like, I remember playing through Hell, um, kind of Act 2 onward, where every single drop I got was useless. Because I got, a really, I got really cheap items from the auction house. So there was no thrill of getting loot when I knew I had the best thing I can get. Uh, like, something way above my level that I could use. So, like, the, the random drop aspect, just on, like, regular playthroughs, um, playthroughs, I just wasn't there. And yeah. I think I think maybe if it was random, like, random useful loot throughout the game, like, I might have played it a little longer. And, like, I'll definitely play it again sometime, but, like, I, I probably wouldn't have put it down as as quickly as I did. Well, as far as random environments go, this is, in my opinion, the biggest strike against the game, now that I think about it. Because I remember playing through Diablo 2, and, you know, the way it was set up is, like, it was very difficult to see patterns in the environment. Now it's like, you know, you go in, like, like you know, the, the butchers, the, the halls of agony or whatever, before you go to fight the butcher. And it's like you always know that the exit's going to be pretty much either in the like near the top of the map somewhere, probably. I mean, sometimes it's on like the bottom, but you're going to run through a hallway full of big giant like axes that are smashing into the floor. That always happens, but right before the end. Um, it seems like all the overworld stuff is the same. It's always identical. The and, and the caves and stuff are technically random, but I don't I don't think they're random. T- to the point where it even matters, because, like... You can't get lost. That's yeah. something. It, it feels like you have a map hack the entire time. <laughs> so that's... Those are... Yeah, that's... A, see, that's... It, it's a surprise that they didn't make it more random. I mean, if you think about it, I wonder how hard it would have been, because these are, like, 3D environments, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's probably harder harder than doing a, a 2D tile set. Yeah. But it... it Something still seems wrong about it to me. But like, would would a random environment really make it less repetitive? I don't know. It, it, 
well, maybe. It's hard to it's hard to judge, you know. It's hard to say. Another thing I see brought up a lot is the talent system, which is kind of a love it or hate it thing. Um, Do like, you love it? Do you hate it? You I, decide. I, <laughs> like, I think it's fine. I think it's a lot more. I think it's a little better than uh, skill trees. It's like the same thing that uh, Warcraft did. I, like I don't have to worry about putting points in the trees and being stuck with it. So yeah, like I don't I actually, really mind the, the the tree thing in games like Torchlight. Because that's the way the game's designed, you know? I actually really liked the talent system in Diablo 3, now that I think about it. I thought that it really lent a lot to the gameplay. Um, I mean, like, it, I, it, it's, a, it's another weird thing to describe, because I don't really know how to articulate... There's that word again, but articulate what I, what I think about it. But it's like... I feel like it gave the player a lot more choices. I think that Blizzard actually hit the mark on when they were, you know, like we want to make, we want every player to be different. We want every wizard to be a different kind of wizard based on everybody's playstyles. Like I really like using the lasers a lot, for example, and I, I don't see that a lot in that game. They've made they've made um, great efforts to look at what people have been using and then make the other spells better, so there there are more diversity. Yeah, so I think that was a problem kind of in, in like early days of Diablo three when. Just like some things were obviously better than than other things, like the hydra, like some of the hydras uh, coming to mind. Like everyone would just use the poison one because, like, you mix that with um, the yeah. blizzard or whatever, and like just things die a lot faster. So they they made improvements. Um, it just seems it seems weird to see all of these. Uh, well, I guess it, it doesn't really because you you, you want to balance it, but like just. Treating like tr- treating this game like an MMO with an end game, um, yeah, weird because because to me Diablo three was, you know, play it for the story and then play it for fun. You're not like if I was level sixty, I wouldn't really be caring about getting better gear because I know it's not leading to anything. Like when That's I'm playing true. War- like when I'm playing Warcraft and we're like doing the same uh, raid every week. To get better gear, I know there's something beyond that. Like I know I'm, I'm getting this gear. I'm getting this beyond gear that next door, or, or I'm getting it for like the next thing they release. In Diablo, there is there is none of that because you're just doing it to do it again. That's very true. Another thing I just thought of too is a lot of people didn't like the online only thing. Like that was a really big negative uh, thing. For a lot of people that I know personally. Um, yeah, like I'm kind of indifferent to it because it doesn't really bother me. We've been playing World of Warcraft for so long. Yeah. You have to have an interconnection for that. I mean, like, in fact, that was a big plus for me because I liked just going into people's games and having all my stuff connected. Yeah, that was really nice. Except for the first couple days where I think you couldn't log in and there was maybe maybe it's problems. because it's a single player game. You think because I know with like let's say you wanted to go play Skyrim and you're like I'm gonna go play Elder Scrolls and it needs an internet connection. That'd be a little strange. Like, you know, what if I want to go play my single-player game on my internet? Or like, like, let's say the internet goes down or something, you know. Oh, well... Yeah, like that's a, that's a big thing anymore. if your internet yeah. goes down. And, no. I, and I agree with you. If every single single-player game required an internet connection, then... That'd be that, terrible. That's not a good direction. Yeah. But I think the way Diablo is designed, it's... um. You know, they should have gone all out and made it an MMO. <laughs> It almost is one anyway. Yeah, you know? like, I think the way Diablo 3 is designed, it it's, works really well with it. Like, you can 
jump into people's games real easily. They can jump into yours. There's a auction house that's a click away. All your that's items are, are stored. Um, yeah, I mean, it... <laughs> I mean, it just makes a lot of sense. Now, could they have done a single-player game? Sure, of course they could. But I think they it was a very deliberate choice to, one, help with piracy, like a piracy and hacking. Because we all know how horrible that was in Diablo 2. Yeah, oh um, god, yeah. So, like, so that's one part of it. But I think Blizzard just wants to move towards this united game universe where people can chat with each other and do all that stuff and and uh so was it the right choice that's you can probably argue if, i think it's a gray area yeah, yeah but um I, I think it was a good choice personally except when things go wrong like when there's a, a, a server's down and you can't play single player that stinks yeah you know that, well some people said that the, the game was too easy as well like they got to diablo uh one of our friends who's in our like our main tank in our World of Warcraft guild um, was playing through and he was playing like a barbarian or whatever you know he's he's pretty he always plays like a big melee class and he goes up against like the final boss you go to fight Diablo and just wipes the floor with the guy like he'd had no problems at all and he was like this game is too easy but then I went to play through it and like it like I, I to this day I still have problems with Diablo. He like one shots me with everything. Like I had to play perfectly on that fight, like or else I die. It's on insane. a hell difficulty on my wizard. I mean I beat Diablo the first shot. What? Me, uh, what, is, well, what? It might have been two shots. I forget, but it wasn't a problem. What is with everybody being better at this game than me? <laughs> now when he when he complained about that, was it on normal mode? Well, yes. I, well, I, I think they are adding like a, a difficulty slider for di- for the different modes, so you can make normal mode harder if you want. Want I think I think normal mode should have started out the game harder, in my opinion. Yeah, and like I think once they add that feature, it'll it'll be better. It's like everything's a little harder, give better loot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because because normal mode really was pretty easy. Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's, and, and that's not really a bad thing, but. If you want to progress let's, in that game, you have to play... It's like, let's say you want to play a new class. You want to play a Witch Doctor or whatever. You would have to play the entire game on easy again. Oh, on, God. On formal. It's then, very... Pretty, and then yeah. Hell, which is probably still pretty easy for you. And, like, and how many hours is that? That's, like, 10, 12 hours right there. And just to play something that's a challenge for you. And, and that's just a waste of time, if you ask me. Yeah. Like, um, I, I was going to play... um another class and I was like you know what this like this doesn't benefit me at all like my playtime at all like it's gonna be just really standard this doesn't put food on the table (laughs) (laughs) get gear and put that on the auction house but (laughs) if I want to play a new class like really play a new class on a hard difficulty I have to go through a whole bunch I have to play the game three more times on an easy difficulty with a game I've already beaten and that's yeah. uh, that's horrible. And if they do that difficulty slider thing, then I think that's a step in the right direction. Um, so, do you think Diablo three has lived up to um what Blizzard wanted it to be or what players expected it to be? I don't think it lived up to what players expected it was going to be. I think that it lived up to what Blizzard wanted it to be. However, like I think that they did everything they wanted to do with it. Um. Mainly just because I think that they were trying to just basically remake Diablo 2 
in a sense. You but... kind of give it some like Warlord yeah, like, standards. I think that's what they were doing. It's like let's just let's go back and make Diablo two again and, and make the graphics better and, and make it more interesting, you know. I think that's what they were doing. I don't think they were trying to make like the big epic conclusion to Diablo, you know. I don't think that's what it was. Mm. Um it definitely wasn't the World of Warcraft to Warcraft, where it just took it to a whole new level, you know? Oh, yeah. I think, honestly, I think people wanting the Diablo 2 experience are going to find it in uh, Torchlight 2. Yeah, I've never played Torchlight 2. It, I heard it's it's because, like, not only is it ex-Wizard North guys, it's, uh... You oh, know, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it's the um, ex-Wizard North, but it's kind of like the... A harder experience from the start has talent trees where your choices can't be easily. weren't they Were they supposed to be some game called Hellgate London? Uh, that, those were other Blizzard North guys. Well, how many other Blizzard North guys are there? Well, I, I say <laughs> ex Blizzard North guys. I'm not sure if, how much of the team are they. Just like down to individuals now. They keep splitting up. So it's just like it's definitely it's like, this is the one guy is working on Torchlight yeah. Two, and the other one guy did Hellgate London, and I don't know. It just seems funny to me that they're just like, well, we're gonna leave Blizzard and make another game. For, and like... for I understand <laughs> where the games are like the bulk of what Blizzard North was, like the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, founders and all that stuff. Um, I know. I was just so I'm trying to be funny. You're not. You're never funny. I'm sorry. So do you, so. Yeah, so I think Blizzard, they're really proud of it. But with... Despite how much it sucks. The number of players that are playing it, I think the most vocal are going to be the ones that like, are demanding Diablo 2 again. And I think they've been... Like, I'm wondering how much of this stuff they're adding in the past few months like were planned from the uh, outset, like the Paragon levels, or the... Uh, like they're adding some sort of like a boss challenge mode or something like that. Like, I wonder how much of that was due to player reaction. Probably a lot of it, I imagine. Probably a lot, yeah. It seems like... I don't know. I don't really play it a whole lot. I played it a bit when Paragon Levels came out. I was like, ah, oh, more stuff to do. More bars to fill. Yeah. Uh, but I got to, like, Paragon Level 3, and I was like, this is gonna take a while. And yeah, then... I hear people saying, like, like, Diablo 3 is... is dead. And I'm like... It's not dead, but... You can't really say that about a game without a su- subscription fee. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's dead. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> and, and, and it's not even an MMO, like a game like a, a Guild Wars. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a multiplayer MMO, so even though there's no monthly fee, it, it does require other people to be active on it. But, yeah. But not Diablo 3. Yeah, it... <laughs> It's pretty funny. It's uh, dead. It's dead. It's oh, on dead. I imagine that had a really big drop off though, like that month or two after. Really. Yeah. Um, especially when like, when like, uh, other Blizzard fans start playing like, again, Rage Mist and all that. Uh, at least it's to our next topic of conversation. Well, see, is there anything else about Diablo three? Um. Yeah, uh, like I, uh, color palettes really pretty. I definitely liked it, but. It wasn't going to be a game I kept playing over and over again. I thought it might, and when I first got into it, I thought that it might be like a big, you know, chunk of my game time. But yeah, I mean, it was for about almost a month. I mean, I played that game a ton. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because like I don't, I'm not one of those guys that will play a game or not 
play game based on how much I like the creators or the direction the game's going in. Um, I know that there's people out there that are like that. They're like, I'm not going to play Miss of Pandaria because I don't like it or whatever. I don't like Activision. I think that's stupid. But, like, um, I mean, just just based on what I'm interested in doing when I get on the computer, uh, Diablo 3 is probably on, like, the bottom of my priorities. I would rather stare at spreadsheets... No, not really. <laughs> but uh, Diablo three spreadsheets. Yeah, about about. I, I uh, did that. I did. Treasure goblin drops. <laughs> well, I wanted to figure out how to best play a wizard, so I looked at spreadsheets about Diablo three. <laughs> yeah, the uh, MMO mentality people took toward, toward Diablo three, I think, was really not appropriate for that game. Yeah, although how can you? you really avoid that nowadays i mean the mmo market's so prevalent how do you yeah. so, how do you make so, an rpg game that has any online element at all and then not if you're a blizzard people? fan yeah and and how would you not have people take an mmo mindset towards it i don't think it's possible you know it's people are just going to be thinking that way about it they're going to be thinking oh i can level a character up and i can show loot off and i can you know work with other people and accomplish the tasks and make things you know that's that's the mindset people get into it's like why people kind of stop playing who know oblivion came out and it was single player only i mean skyrim is too but um and and some people started playing it and then i think Bethesda was talking about adding in like horses that have like special armor, you know, and people are like, why would I want to buy this? No one else can see it. I'm just going to go play an MMO where people can see my accomplishments and the things that I buy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I think that the mindset of gamers has kind of changed a little bit in recent years. You know, Oblivion so they, was six years ago, like when I think like the popularity of WoW just really changed people's mindsets about that. Yeah, but I mean, that was just my point is that like, I wonder if Diablo 2 is still kind of stuck in an older mentality where they just didn't really they didn't really meet what people were expecting or people are expecting like a big kind of a new MMO sort of yeah. and then Blizzard was like well no we were just making this game that we like but Blizzard's always been kind of like that they they make the games they want to make and people tend to most of the time like them you know it's just kind of how it goes well like in, if there was a a thing in Diablo 3 where you killed a thousand mobs and you got a special, I don't know, special item that was a, made you glow blue or something. I probably wouldn't do it. But if that was in Warcraft, I'd be like, heck yeah, I'll do it. That's <laughs> true. I can show it off to all my, all my friends and people in Oregon well, and stuff. Here's a, here's a more accurate representation. What if you could go to like the Blizzard site and buy an item that made your character bigger than every other character? <laughs> <laughs> or something. Would you buy that? You know, like, actually, I probably would. <laughs> oh, the um, Guardian mount is uh, half off this week. Oh. So it's only like 12 bucks. Wait, the Guardian? How much money do I have on my... Oh, I don't have enough money. Yeah. I almost went and bought it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of have a thing against buying pets in the uh, Blizzard store, because I think it's a complete revival. I, I probably would have bought it. Every time I go to buy a mount in the Blizzard store, something hap- has, has just happened on my debit card that prevents me from doing it. Like, um, last time uh, I had to get gas, and I didn't realize it, but the amount of gas that I bought was just enough to deplete my card just under the amount of, like, the mount, so I couldn't get it. It's like, oh, I'll just have to wait. And then I forgot. And then just now, I'm just like, oh, wait, I could do this. Oh, except I just paid off a collections agency today, so I don't have any money right now. <laughs> so that's not going to work. Mounts are a big ripoff, though. Yeah, they kind of are. If you consider that that Guardian mount cost half the amount of the expansion. 
<gasps> what? That's terrible. What? What? Twenty-four dollars for a mount. Missive Mandaria costs forty dollars. I never thought of it that way before. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. When something co when something costs sixty dollars or forty dollars, I'm just like, oh, that's a lot of money. But when it costs twenty-five, I'm like, eh, well, it's not I mean, so it's, bad. It's not really a lot of money, but if you consider you can buy Torchlight Two for that much money, you could buy five lunches at Taco Bell for the cost of that amount. <laughs> well, it's like a deep, like this is a this is a completely different. Uh, a subject, so I won't talk about this along, but it's like a DLC in games, like a, like recently some Mass Effect 3 DLC came out for uh, $10, and um, and uh, I'm kind of over Mass Effect 3 at the moment, but it's like $10 is one-sixth the price of this game, and you're getting one two-hour mission. Yeah. Like, if you look at the... And like, I understand it's made after the fact and all that stuff, and it's increased revenue, but... It's like I'm paying ten dollars for a couple hours of thing where I where I just played a thirty hour game for sixty. I have a weird skewed vision of of money right now, considering how much I've been making. So it's it's hard to. Oh yeah, sometimes like, it's, uh... <laughs> sometimes it's like oh like ten dollars for, for this thing I want to see. Yeah, sure, I'll I'll buy it. But sometimes it's like, you know, it's, you have to think about it some more. And, and the mounts are it's one of those things like ten dollars for a little pet. It's like that's yeah. way too much money. Well, for mounts, I guess I have a different opinion of it too because, like, mounts right now the mounts are in my mind, but yeah. not twenty-five dollars. If there was a ten-dollar mount, I might consider it. The only problem with those ones, I would buy it if, like, there was a limited amount. I think because right now, like, out, like let's say the heart of the aspects, the really cool-looking mount, I like it. Um, the only reason I really haven't taken the time to buy one is because everybody has one. It's like the disc of the red flying cloud in Mists, where you can get. I mean, this is Mist stuff. Yeah, you get really easily. It, it's a neat looking mount. At first, it's like, oh man, I'm gonna go get that. And then like, you know, I'm at like the cooking vendor, and there's like 20 people just hovering on clouds around me, and I'm just like, I don't like this mount anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh. Yeah, like, um, ultimately, you would just get it because you like it. Um, I would, it would just be in my inventory, and for another expansion until no one's using it anymore, then I'd be like, oh, I can use this mountain now without feeling like a tool. <laughs> let's talk, you know, so let's talk about Mist, which, uh, Mist of Pandaria, which came out two weeks ago. Well, it's difficult to talk about because the hype is still in our minds. Yep. It's, still, it's still the greatest game ever because <laughs> it's still so brand new. I, 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 I do think... In the level up experience and like the heroics and stuff, this is the the best expansion Blizzard's done. It, yeah, from a technical standpoint, I'm sure there's gonna be people that are all gonna be like, "Oh no, Burning Crusade was still better," but like, um, yeah, this one's really really good. I mean, the initial but, release is what I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah, it's it, like the the level up, the dungeons, the quests, the. All that stuff. I think it's. I think this is the best expansion so far. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I, I've known people that will are just diehard fans of Burning Crusade, and you you can see them all over the forums too, where they're just like, it was the best expansion, hands down. Blizzard will never do a better job, which I think is ob obnoxious and silly. So I think Mr. Pandaria is fantastic. Well, because I think they did a better job in Lich King. <clears throat> yeah. Well, from I'm a technical old. standpoint, yeah. I, I don't know though. I, there, there's all kinds of social things that happen to games, like especially MMOs when you change little things, and I think that Wrath changed the way the community works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think in Wrath, from, from just a design point of view, 
like Oldowar is one of the best raids they've ever done. Oh yeah. And, and like I, I didn't really do a lot of <laughs> the Burning Crusade raids, but I have a feeling that they didn't really hold a candle to what Oldowar was. Oldowar was pretty good. Um So anyway, miss. Um yeah. before we start talking about other games. Yeah. I uh really like the level up like the zones. Um I think it's the perfect balance of storytelling and um, exploration because Cataclysm was way too linear in how you progressed. But It was very... You know, Blizzard says a lot that Cataclysm was very disjointed. I didn't really feel that way about it, but it was very linear. It was very do this so that you can do this. And like, look at like the Hyjal zone, right? So you had to do... If you wanted to do the Molten Front dailies, you had to go through like a lot of the questing. Um, nowadays, I'm sure they would just make that its own individual part of the zone. That you wouldn't even have to worry about doing every other quest to have unlocked. Well, like a, a deep home, it was literally just fly here, fly here, fly here, fly here, fly here, fly here, fly here. Yeah, well, and there was parts of deep home that I really liked, but yeah, I mean. Oh yeah, um, I think it was one of the better zones in Cataclysm. But I, I really like and missed how. You basically have branches. It's like you get yeah. to a quest hub and it says, okay, you can go to any one of these locations. These handful will progress the story, but some of them are just their own unique story that kind of unrelated. And they don't really tell you which ones progress the story and which ones don't, which I like. It makes us, you have to explore it a lot more. And um, really <clears> the <throat> thing that I took in is I really ought to know the... Uh, the, the the races and the environments and um, the cultures a lot more than any of the other expansions. Well, here's a question. Was there, like, that much level of detail to the other... Like, let's say Cataclysm. Was there, like, a culture to the tiger people? Did they even have one? Not, not a big one. Yeah, so, I mean, let's, like... Here we have the Pandaren which are, of you know, like, their story is very deep. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, but the same thing goes for the Mogu, the same thing goes for the uh, the Mantid. Like, there's a lot of story in this, that, and it's like, I've never seen this much story in a, in a, in a World of Warcraft game before. The um, Vikruel and Lich King come close. What? You th- what? Really? You th- uh, come close. Maybe. I don't know. Because there's I, a I, lot of history about early Azeroth in them and and the old gods and all that stuff. Well, the level that Pandaria does with that is, like, it would be as if you could do quests for parts of the Vrykul and you have to, like, learn their their own history and, 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 and their culture to progress. I mean, I guess they kind of do, but... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it. It's not as good, but... Yeah. What, what, yeah, like, uh, actual, like, people you do quests for, um, Cataclysm... The, yeah, the tiger people. You don't know anything about them. They're just there. Um, They're just like, all right, we're in the desert. And you're like, okay, good. Uh, just give me your money. Frank would say it had like, like a, the yeah, uh, drain eye and stuff. Yeah, but they were also playable races. Yeah, they yeah, in my yeah. opinion. It's like they have to be fleshed out. Yeah. So are Pan- Pandarians technically? True, but I mean, all the other races on Pandaria. I mean, that's the thing. When you're playing Missa Pandaria, I don't. Are there spoilers allowed in this? Um, yeah, go ahead. Spoiler alert. Okay, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. When you're going through Pandaria and, like, the Mantid are these big bad guys. And, like, it, like when you first come in and, and you kind of awaken the Shaw, like, that, that's the thing that happens right away. And 
you know, you get the impression that this hasn't been going on since until you just got there. Mm-hmm. So as you're going through a lot of the zones, you're seeing things that are just now being impacted by your presence <clears> there, which is which is something Blizzard did. Like, before it was like, you know, you'd come into, you were coming to Northrend and this stuff was, you know, all these bases were already erected here, and you're just kind of coming in on the last wave of the inventory. Here you're, like, on the front line. Here you're, like, you're a scout that's coming to this continent for the first time, and you're meeting all the inhabitants. You don't see a lot of Alliance and Horde, unless you're, you're kind of meant to, like, it's, like, a character or something, like, mm-hmm. you're, you find Andu and Ren or whatever. But it's, like, so you get around, and the, you, you meet the Mantid, and it's, like, they're, they're blowing stuff up in their bed, and um, you kind of run away, and you come back, and you eventually get into their zone... And I was really impressed to learn that these weren't just mindless villains, which is something World of Warcraft to me is known for. This is like you kind of find out that there's like a whole balance here, where it's like, uh, like, like the the Mantid, like you know, they have their, like they lay all their eggs and the eggs hatch into like they're basically their babies, which will just go out and kill whatever they can. It's like their first instinct, and that's what that swarm is that comes over Pandaria every so often, and the Pandarans will fight them back. And that's how they cull out the weak in their own species, the the Klaxi, or the, not the Klaxi, but the Mantid. Um, like, the ones that survive that initial invasion come back and are then, like, members of their society because, like, they're stronger and, you know, they're much more intelligent. It's like, it's like a weird survival of the fittest, and it strikes this big balance with all the other species on Pandaria that you never really notice, and it has this really nice, like... It's kind of like this whole like karma kind of thing, and it's it, it's really well thought out. And the Claxi uh, um, are kind of keep in check if the uh, Empress is getting too out of control. So they're like, if the Empress is getting out of control, then this is their job to take her out and replace her. Yeah, yeah. And what's going on in this is since the, the Shah are kind of are infecting everything like the Shah has taken over the empress and they're like oh crap this breaks our entire cycle it's like we have to do something so they rely on this basically this new army that came in and that that uh they found on pandaria which is you know the player characters and say hey we need your help to overthrow the empress and um i like because i was afraid the mantin like like you were like like the heart of fear raid would just be oh now you're fighting manted people because they're evil manted people yeah, well, that's what it was like in, in Cataclysm, where it was like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Death Maybe Wings, be kind uh, of... uh, Blackwing Descent. I had... Oh, yeah, there you go. Blackwing yeah. Descent and Bastion of Twilight, both, where it was like, oh, oh it's the evil Twilight cult, just go kill him. You know, like... Yeah, like, you were just like, why am I fighting the Farians? Like, I know because he's evil, but why am I doing it? Like, with, with yeah. Anted and the Mogu, I'm like, yeah, I know why I'm doing this now, because all of the zones led up to this moment. Yeah, and it's like... And that's just... That's really, really good storytelling on Blizzard's part. That's something that they've never been able to hit. Like, I have my complaints about, like, Firelands, where you have um, Fandral Staghelm just being like, Oh, how dare you come into the fire... Rage of the Firelands! I'm gonna kill everybody! And that's basically how he acts. Like, that's almost not an exaggeration. He just spouts random evil villain lines, and like they try to say, "Oh, he's a deep character because his son was killed," and you're like, "That doesn't make him a deep character." Um, oh, I really want to do a writing uh, podcast, Joseph. But anyways, like um, yeah, uh, Fangirl in, in Firelands, it was cool to see him there, but like, why was he there? It's like he was just not. Real. It's like there's no. They, they just kind of put him there to tie up that loose end. That's why I'm really curious about what they do in the patches. 
because I want to see how they lead up to Garage. Yeah. Like you have to, like you can you know he's kind of going off the deep end now, but I want to see why. It's Here's like, the what, funny thing. What does he do where, as a horde player, we need to take down our war chief? Here's something funny about Garage. Uh, in Cataclysm, everybody hated Garage. In Miss of Pandaria, a lot of people really like Garage. Um, and, and I think I know the reason why. In, in, in Cataclysm, they tried to paint Garage sort of as a hero, right? Like, oh, he's a jerk. He's he's kind of he's 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 um he's very stubborn and bullheaded, but. You know, he he really has the Horde's better interest in in mind, and like they tried to make him look like a good guy that was just the leader of the Horde, um, and everyone was just like, "No, I don't like this character." And then in Pandaria, like they just go all out. They're just like, "You know what? Let's just make him a bad guy." So he just is like being a jerk and like crushing like miniature statues of things, and it's just so much more fun. <laughs> I never disliked him in Cataclysm because I had a feeling he was going to become something else later on. Yeah, so yeah. I was saying, okay, I'll see where you go with this garage thing. Well, I mean, I was the same way, but I'm I'm speaking for like the the yeah, yeah, player base I was looking at. Yeah. Um he is a lot more fun. I, I, I wish maybe we a... because people ended up not like liking Thrall in, in a, a Cataclysm, so they're like, "Hey, Crosh is okay." <laughs> we should keep a ticker for how many miniature things Grosh steps on. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just always stomping around on giant maps. So yeah, like the the culture and races and in Pandaria are basically. Like, everything is new in this expansion. Yeah. More or less. And the Shah does have a, a tie to the old gods. But it's Although not such a heavy one that it's... Well, um, actually we read about this on WoW Insider today. Uh, during the big like the big war but before like the races were created, the, the Titans killed an old god um, in what would become Pandaria... And, like, the Shar are basically, its essence, oozing out into the earth, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's what the Shah, the Shah is, and, uh, and it's just really unique, because we're fighting an enemy that, you know, isn't some guy that went insane, or wants to take over the world, like, we're fighting our own negative emotions, and our fear, and our anger, and our, yeah, uh, yeah. and all that stuff, and it's just something really... It's different from what Blizzard did because so many WoW villains are. I got corrupted by fell energy, or <laughs> the old gods made me crazy. <laughs> you have to kill me because I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. Shaz is a really nice breather, and I, I think when they first announced Pandaria without an end boss, it's like, well, it's like, what are we fighting? It's like, what's this Shaw thing? <laughs> Well, it's funny too because like the Shaw in and of themselves are still like they still have like the the angry villain lines like you can't you may have killed me but I'm not dead you know but like they don't they're not real characters if that makes sense it's it makes just sense in the context because they are beings yeah. that can die and get reborn because they're they feed off all the violence and the yeah they're and they're not game. actual characters with like developed you know bios or anything they're just they're manifestations of the negative things that happen to the characters in the game and that makes it 
very workable as a, as a thing, you know, so it's like, that's much better. Um, I just, like, like so we've, we've fought out, like, do you think that Garage is going to have a Shaw, like, come out of him? I mean... Uh, I personally <laughs> don't think they'll go in that direction. You don't think so? Because the Shaw, um, they take advantage of, of, um, weaknesses. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's and, true. And, uh, in Garage, I have a feeling he's going to be so strong in his, in his beliefs that the Shah will have no dominance over him. So, um, and I, yeah. I I think he's smart enough not to go seeking out anything like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Hopefully something stupid doesn't happen. I don't want to go into Garrosh's place and he goes like, Fear the wrath of Orgrimmar! Of, of uh, Garrosh Shah! <laughs> yeah. Uh... And yeah, we're interested to the see where this stuff goes. So, if if most of if the, if the Pandaria stuff gets um kind of completed in this patch, like um, I, I guess the uh, Thunder King we're we're thinking is um, is going to be part of the uh, a troll raid that they yeah. haven't announced, but they they hint they've hinted at plenty. Yeah, it's in the it's a lot of the questing. Yeah, we just recently did the the new looking for raid today. Oh yeah. I was, you know, it's funny because, um, well, speaking of looking for raid, this one was much harder than the Dragon Soul one was. I mean, people kept saying, like, we were talking to the guild, and they were just like, well, the dra- this is still brand new, it's gonna get easy, and I was like, you know, no, the Dragon Soul LFR was very easy in the start. Like, I remember going in there for the first time, and just basically screwing around, like, we didn't have to worry about anything. A lot of the boss mechanics were null, um... And it, it was just really, really simple. This one, we almost died several times. We did. Fact, we we did actually one, did we win. Did. Yeah. yeah, we only died once in, in three bosses. But if we didn't do it right, we would have died. We would have died a lot more. And in that. Dragon Soul, you can just ignore basically every single thing in that dungeon, and it's fine. Yeah, well, because, like, I, mean, I don't want to go into to, the details, but yeah, the second boss nearly wiped us out. I mean, like, oh. me... And a few others that were in the guild kind of knew what was coming, so we were able to, to counter it as it was as it was happening, and that was able to get us through. But I think only like three or four people made it through to the end yeah. out of twenty five. Learn it, they'll get better and all that, and that's fine. But like in a, a Dragon Soul, that um, boss with the a, a bouncing energy ball, uh, Zornaz, whatever, um, yeah. like you could just literally <laughs> ignore that ball mechanic, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, it, it look for raid is supposed to be easy and and puggable, but at, at least it, it it's looking like if, if if you just slack off and ignore it, then you're, you'll probably die. So yeah, well, this, that's a good thing because yeah. um, a point I said earlier about when you you know like MMOs they make a big impact on the community whenever they make even the smallest changes in the game that the social aspect can change a whole lot, um, and that's something with looking for raid or with dungeons and heroics in general, is that if they're too easy, you don't breed good players for, for future guilds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what ends up happening is you kind of see what... Like for example, in Wrath of Lich King, healing was way too easy. Like, mana wasn't really a resource. You just spammed the crap out of everything. You just The goal was to get to the top of the meters. Um, and then in Cataclysm, you know, they, they kind of changed healing a little bit. And there was such an outcry because people had gotten so used to it being easy that they no longer knew how to heal, and it was a really big problem for a while. I mean, it's like you gotta you gotta 
you have to push challenges. You have to make sure that people are are up against things that are difficult. It's it's Blizzard almost kind of plays God in this sense with World of Warcraft because it's like you you have to strike that balance and it's really difficult to do. And a lot of the players don't even understand it. Like they'll go on the forums and cry and moan about it, but you almost have to translate that as you know, how do we fix this in a way that's going to make it actually work and it's not just what everyone says they want, you know? I think they, if all this works out right, they have a pretty good balance here. Like, heroics aren't overly difficult, but they have the uh, challenge modes for the, you know, really hard stuff. Looking for yeah. it isn't going to be really unmanageable so they can make the normal ones a little, like, a little harder. And, like, yeah. In heroic mode after that, even harder. Because I think one thing, and especially uh, Dragon Soul, is the normal raids were just so easy. They were almost stupid in some senses, yeah. yeah and, like, we only really had a challenge, like, on two bosses, not the entire, entire thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, I really like Pandaria. I think one thing that they kind of misjudged is how hard it is to get um, Valor Point gear. Yeah. They fixed that right away, though. Well, I think it still has problems. Um, so, I, I'm, like... Um, getting reputation is just a big grind, really. Like, um, a bigger grind than what they had, I think. Because, like, um, you have to get a Golden Lotus to unlock the other ones. And by the time you get there, it's like... You probably have better gear already, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... We'll see how that works yeah. out. I, I guess there's, like, patterns and mounts you can get, but... Um, yeah, it just seems like if I wanted to do Shadow Pan, I should have been able to do that from the start. Yeah, I agree. It just... Ugh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know if I like the way they did the reputation stuff, honestly. I mean, like, at first it was kind of like, well, I see they're just trying to make it, you know, a little less manageable so that people are kind of forced to have to... Sorry, my chair's all messed up. Some people are kind of forced to have to, um... I don't know, whatever. Anyways, but a lot of the, the gear, like you said, at this point, I have almost no reason to do the uh, reputation stuff because, you know, well, what's in it for me anymore? Well, I've already got full heroic gear, and, I mean, I guess there's some epics in there, but there's not much, you know? I mean, with LFR coming along, am I even going to need that, you know? Yeah, it's like, um... I did heroic, like, I did about, since I reached level 90, I must have done, like, a dozen heroics um, in a, a daily quest for a few days straight. And, like, I still wasn't Valor Point capped. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so, if this was a, a cataclysm, I would at least be able to, like, buy a necklace or something. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, hey, look, there's some Minecraft... Uh, like, people made Minecraft versions of all these World of Warcraft settings. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the podcast. I'll, I'll link you just to one so of yeah, them. Yeah, uh, I think if Blizzard stays on track, Pandaria is going to be a really strong expansion. I I'm, I'm, I'm distracting you from distracting. good podcasting. <laughs> We're about to wrap this up. So, in conclusion... Um, Diablo, I don't think Diablo 3 was a disappointment, but I definitely don't think it's the game a lot of the fans were expecting. It's not the, it's not the game... It's, per se. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's the game that fans needed, but not the game <laughs> fans deserved. <laughs> um, 
I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think Pandaria is going to be their their best expansion yet if they stay on track. Hopefully they stay on track. Well, Cataclysm kind of messed up partway through. They kind of started going back to more of a Wrath mentality, in my opinion, and I think that messed it up. But we'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah, because uh, Cataclysm started really strong. Yeah, yeah. And, like, like Fireland, six bosses, what? Or seven bosses. It's like, hopefully this is just a little hiccup blizzard, but no, it continued right on to Dragon Soul, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> They're just Cataclysm like, guess looking, what, guys? We're going to keep screwing everything up. <laughs> and Cataclysm, looking back, really didn't have a lot of endgame content. Almost none. I'm hoping that it has, that that's because it, uh... It was because it, um... They spent so much time doing the level-up content, I'm hoping. Well, I mean, that's... I think that's pretty obvious. Because I think yeah. the time they would have been developing the next raid, um, they were doing... Uh, level up like one through sixty revamps. Yeah, and I think and uh, Firelands, you know, only had six bosses because they were behind. I don't really know, but whatever. Cataclysm's in the past. We're all about pandas now. Yeah, pandas, pandas, pandas. Oh uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the raids. I hope, uh, hope they're good. Which I'm here and there, they are good. So yeah. Well, we saw one boss. It was pretty ridiculous. Oh yeah, the, the first boss is kind of something I would, I would expect like in the middle of the raid. I expect that the first boss would be of this dungeon. It's kind of like, I don't want to compare it to the Four Horsemen. I really don't. But it feels like it's that kind of boss where it's like, this is this should belong at like the end of the dungeon over to the side. It's like the optional impossible boss, unless it just gets harder. From now, here. I think once we get the mechanics down right, it's going to be not too bad, but yeah, it's like you're kind of expecting kind of like a a halfus or whatever. It's like it's something. It's not very. It's not really unreasonable. Like you can. Yeah, yeah. You can this do was, it. Get some gear to help you. Oh, this hey, came right out of left field. <laughs> of just right. being like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ramble about boss mechanics. <laughs> all right, we should uh, end this podcast and talk to Mark about wonders. Oh boy. You can uh, contact us at Joseph L. Frog. Um, and what's well, on Twitter? Twitter at uh, Tunework at uh, the Tuneworks. Oh yeah, and uh, Joseph underscore L Frog, and uh, whatever your Twitter is. Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> you used on. Twitter for like two weeks and stopped. I, I go back to it every now and then. I posted about hobos falling asleep in the bathroom yesterday. I try to be more active on there. And um, you'll probably hear us when we, we when 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 we release our Wonders Four Park. <laughs> when we re- release our Wonders 4 podcast, which uh, we already recorded. Which is, oh my god, that podcast. Be ready for a lot of me and Mark <laughs> just rambling about stupid stuff. Me trying to maintain order. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, see you guys. We're done. Yay.